Welcome back, loyal listeners and super fans of the Bucktooth Gremlins and any new listeners out there to our podcast. Uh, I am Kevin. I'm Pete. And again, we're without Sean this week. Uh, Pete, do you know any, any reasons why? Why Sean Does, may not be here? Well, he doesn't have the shits this week. <laughs> but um, my father's in town. Your, your father had back surgery. Yes. Um, and it was a very deep surgery, so he yeah. needed some help. So my father came in. <laughs> And I guess my father has uh, been eating too much good New York food, so he woke up a little uh, with the queasy, with the stomach today. So Sean had to stay and help out over there, helping take care of your dad instead today. Oh, so Sean is out today. Sean is out. We are missing him. He's going to go, hey, and, and listening. Ne- and hopefully the next episode, he'll be back. And hopefully he'll be back again. All right. So uh, today's episode, I think we're well, going to focus before, on... What's that? What's that? I just uh, want to yeah, let the audience know. Uh, we're going to focus on great movies that people, we think people have not seen or may have to revisit i think that's what our focus is going to be on today you know and a couple of them i think you were questioning me whether you know a lot of people have seen that movie and i'm arguing to some of these that i don't think they have right some of them they might i might be off but i think a lot of the films on the list i think they don't have i think two of mine are probably really eh, maybe three were probably seen by a lot of people as i'm reading a three? You don't think they're a little too obscure? I mean, I didn't pick anything no, I didn't weird think I didn't, or obscure. I, didn't, I have maybe one that's really obscure that I don't think people have seen. Almost every film I picked was a commercial film. Yeah, and, I agree. Mine too. I mean, it was very hard for me. Um, to a lot of you people that don't know, I'm a big film collector. I have a huge library. Kevin, would you say my library is huge? Yeah. Uh, over 4,000 films that I that I own. So going through the list, my list is so big that I've got to just whittle a certain few titles out on it. Maybe hopefully we can revisit it again, come up with some more. And maybe when if Sean returns, when he returns, he can you know add some of his to the list. Hey, I got some titles there, buddy. And then at the end of the show this week, we have a connection to another podcast where we're going to give them an exercise to do. Uh, yeah, Off the Shelf is going to both people from Off the Shelf are going to be visiting, uh, but it's going to be two separate episodes. Two separate episodes are coming up in... It'll be the it'll June? be the beginning of July. They'll coming up the end of June, so it'll be the beginning of July. They'll air, and maybe for New York Comic Con, they're coming back. Who yeah, knows? maybe for New York Comic. Well, New York Comic Con's going to be huge. They just announced. Yeah, it. Uh, Chris Evans, Ewan McGregor, Tim Curry, which I have got to meet <laughs> Tim Curry and Kevin up your alley. Sting, Sting, and FTR. Who's yeah. FTR? The uh, tag team, a really really good old school type wrestling tag. Team. Were they from the seventies and eighties? No, no, they're they're today. They're, t- so they're you, in the are AEW. You, are you going to look to meet them? Um, probably not. I, I kind of met my guy when they have Hogan, but, uh, but I, maybe Sting. There's a couple of guys I'd, I'd still want to meet in the wrestling world if I ever took like, a, a photo op. Not, just a photo op. You don't need an autograph. No, no. I'm more of a, if I did, the only photo op I've ever taken in my life was Hulk Hogan. That was it. And you got to meet him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, but, I like got to do a read like a... 10 year later picture, or maybe 15 year later. Yeah, for those of boys. you, a little background here, his sons and him took a picture with Hulk Hogan, which was yeah. probably, what, 10 years ago? At, yeah, yeah, maybe 10. And then it was at ago. New York Comic Con. Yeah. That was the first New York Comic Con Kevin went to. And wasn't oh, uh, Gavin terrified? Yeah, he was little, and it was. We mentioned this before, and it was like one of those times where you actually meet your hero, your childhood yeah. hero. It was really, it was surreal. It was it's cool. Like, it's like when I met John Carpenter the yeah. first time. I got completely. He's going to be there. He's going to be there, but I'm not going to meet him again because I've, you know, I've met him so much. Uh, well, I've met him twice, but I don't know if there's anything else now I've got for him to sign. All right. All right. So, um, also the Kevin this week, Fast X came out. Oh, it did. Yeah, I didn't I, even know it's that. It's kind of shit in the bed a little bit. I think people well, are worn out. I mean, after what is ten? All the times you could do stupid. How many times, right? Stupid CGI car stuff. People have had enough. They're getting tired of it. People tired. have had enough. All right, so let's jump right into this. Uh, I guess P, you go first, and uh, me. I have about twelve. That's it. That's really. I don't have a big all right, giant so then list. I, I mean, like I said, I I have a huge list, so I'll just. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you a John Carpenter one right off the bat, one that a lot of people have not seen. I, I probably haven't seen them. And if they don't, you have to see this one. <laughs> All right. Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's 76. It was John I, Carpenter's... Uh, you, you, don't, you think this is not making... No, I, think, I don't think a lot of people have seen this. I've seen this I, one. I'm telling it's, you. It's not a horror film. Uh, you know, John Carpenter's known for the horror genre. This was not a horror film. He had made a sci-fi film called Dark Star with some of his college buddies dan o'bannon mm-hmm. uh this was his first real theatrical film 
it was independently financed, I think. Um, I don't know the, remember the name of the company that did it. Uh, and it came out, and it was part of like second bill, like total B movie, double feature, second bill. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any love or attention, disappeared. Movie went over to England. And in England, it got this, developed this huge critical following. And basically what it's about is a police station that's closing. They're getting ready to shut it down. And a father whose kid is killed by a gang member. Uh, There were rival gangs in Los Angeles. And they team up once the police take out one of them. So they team up. Sounds like the Warriors. It's kind of a little bit like the Warriors, but this, <laughs> I think this film might have even been around the same time. Probably. It was 76, 75, 76. Yeah. So it might have been the same time. So what the father does is the the gang declares war on the police station because they- Warriors they, of 79. Yeah. So, was a, so this predated Pre- the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So they basically take, it's, they take hold of the police station. It's, it's like Rio Bravo. It's a Western- in, the, in gang in with gangs in LA and they remade it right then they remake in 2000 terrible so. remake <laughs> terrible remake Ethan Hawke you know for years we always said if we would have uh, the main one of the main protagonists of this film is a you know he's an anti-hero he's a villain his name is Napoleon Solo and we always <laughs> said if they ever remade Assault on Priest of 13 that Brad Pitt should, should have played Napoleon Solo great name it's it is a great name it's such a good movie you haven't seen it you said right I've seen Assault on Priest of 13 what do you think of it I liked it I liked it a lot it's just it's, it's cool. tense it's the t- yeah, it's, it's a cool. tight 90 minutes yeah, it's a cool movie I liked it and it basically just takes place in that police station yep uh, and your boy is in it from uh, Rocky and Rocky 2 and Rocky 3 the trainer Oh, that's right. What's what's his name? Is his name Tony? In the movie? Yeah. In which movie? Rocky? Rocky, Rocky 2, Rocky 3. He's um Apollo's trainer. Yeah. Oh god. It's Tony the actor's real name is Tony Burton. Uh, what was his name? I yeah, I think it's Tony. And he's also, you know, they his son is the trainer of uh Adonis. Oh, in the new one. In the new one, yeah. So Assault on Priest in thirteen, that's my first choice. It's one of John Carpenter's only non-horror films. Uh, it's also one of his best. Take a look at it. Yeah, really cool movie. I agree with Peter on that. Definitely check it out. And also one of the most shocking deaths ever seen. Yeah, really film. cool movie. I liked it. And Tony was the guy in Rocky. It is Tony. Yep, yep. Tony Duke Evers was his name. That was All right, his I name? got, um, I mean, mine, I think one, probably people have seen, but The Mission with Robert De Niro. <sighs> I like Liam it. Neeson was in it too, right? Yes, the mission also, um, oh God, Jeremy Irons was in it. Right. It's Jeremy directed Irons. by Roland Joffe. Yeah. It's a big, it was actually won a lot of awards in 1986. It, it did. It, I, you know, I have Cinematography, to, Aiden Quinn's in it, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Really good movie. Yeah. Go, go ahead and explain a little bit about it. It was just a plot about the Jesuits in um, South America in the 1750s, you know, and them trying to spread the, their religion to the people in South America, to the natives of South America. And just a really cool, cool movie. And the movie starts out, I think, didn't know it was a criminal or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. And I, I was, again, it was just something, I think I had to watch it in school. I think they showed it in high school, I think I watched it. And I was kind of blown. I was like, wow, that's a really cool movie. You know, it's funny that you say that because I watched it. I, what year did it come out? Uh, that was 86, but okay, I, I watched that years later in high school. And I was 20 years old, and when I saw it, I'm like, eh, I didn't like it. I, I Maybe, and I have not seen it since that day. Oh, wow. Maybe I need to go back and give it another it's look. It's actually on the Vatican's list of films. The Mission? Yes. Along with, like, I'm not going to name them all, but Ben-Hur is on there. Great movie. I love Ben-Hur. Yeah, Ben-Hur. Um, the Passion of Joan of Arc from 1928. The Sacrifice in 1986. I am shocked that the mission Art, is on that list. Art is also. Citizen Kane is up there, and so is Fantasia. Wow. On the Vatican's list. Little Women, Nosferatu, Metropolis. Nosferatu? Yep. Under Art on the Vatican. Wouldn't Nosferatu be considered I, like blasphemy? Yeah. Like a blasphemy? So it's Wizard of Oz in 2001. They're actually kind of cool. The, the Vatican's film list is pretty cool. Check it out, audience. Vatican.com or what is it? <laughs> Vatican. Yeah, got the Vat- yeah, the Vatican on the occasion of the 100th anniversary. The Vatican can probably list of them right now. I Some will agree with films. you that the mission is a movie that's gotten lost. Um, yeah, I liked it. I think it's something that people don't really, have pro- maybe haven't heard of. To the point where you brought it up and I'm like... Hmm. Was it nominated for Best Picture? I don't know if the mission was. I don't think so. 
you know, I did remember Liam Neeson's in it because it's one of his first movies. But you know, I guess I have to go back and give the picture. It wasn't it for um, cinematography. It was yes, but was it nominated for best picture? I'm not sure. I don't think so. And I don't think so. it may have been one of those films that got lost in a shuffle. Maybe got lost in the shuffle. And I remember it was a Warner Brothers film. There was it and was like it only movie. made actually it only returned. I'm looking at the numbers here. Um, seventeen point two million, uh, and it was cost sixteen and a half million to make. Yeah, it was, but, and then it, it was paying about twenty five million American money. Yeah, it didn't do well. It lost that. Yeah, it just it. I don't remember. It gained no traction that movie. Yeah. And, but maybe I have to go back and take a look at it again. <sighs> the mission. No, it was nominated for Best Picture. And it Sis- was? Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs down. So I give them two middle fingers up. <laughs> but I liked a, it. What are you getting on Siskel and Ebert for? It's just like us. What's the difference? All right. And that year was what, 86, you said? Yes, sir. So I'm going to give you one from 87. All right. And this is a film that I think a lot of people haven't seen. What's that? The Color of Money. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. That's a guy like color money. It's Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. Yeah, good movie. Um, it's the sequel to The Hustler. Good film. Takes place 20, Wait, 20 some odd years after The Hustler, 25 years after it. Um, it's a better film than The Hustler. I, I don't care what anybody will try to sell <laughs> me on it. It's a better film. Because um, well, you like the soundtrack. <laughs> That's probably why. They're... You, you you were a music guy, and it was well, like a Robbie music Roberts, video for you. Robbie Robertson was in charge of the soundtrack. No, and I'm saying you got excited during that Eric Clapton song. No, it wasn't the Clapton song. Well, the Clapton song, in the way that you use it's great, but they also yep. use Phil Collins' One More Night. They use the entire song in one but I, scene. But I'm saying, do you like the movie because of the soundtrack? No, saying it's better no, than The Hustle. No, I actually think it's one of Paul Newman's best performances. Oh, well, I could see that. He was really good at that movie. He has to be. That film is, and it's his first Oscar. Yeah. That film I liked it. was his first Oscar. Cool. And this is where I give props to Cruz. And I think we're going to, we talked about we're going to do a whole episode on Cruz. Oh, we so. have to. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a whole episode. I don't know soon, but definitely. Yeah, it's got to be because Mission Impossible is coming out in July. So I want to try to do that episode beforehand. Um, but Cruz's career in 86, in those mid 80s to Gun? early 90s. Top Gun? Right. But after Top Gun, he could have just rode on yeah. and did, you know, Patrick Swayze type films, okay? <laughs> what he did was he started being second banana. <laughs> he started being second banana to Newman. Hoffman in Rain, Rain Man. Um, yep. And that's how you learn. And it, Exactly. With big directors, yep. and that's how you learn. Yep. I think and, probably like guys, like maybe it's an ego thing. Like, I want to be the star, but are you, gonna, he you gotta learn. You gotta he learn. And yeah. took the other route. Yep. I wonder if other actors did that with like, a, I'm sure like, with a Marlon Brando, like uh, Charlie, um, Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now, probably learning from Marlon Brando. Well, Sheen had been around for a while. But still, though. when you get a chance to work with a legend, you just do it. Did you ever watch that documentary, Hearts of Darkness? Yes. I didn't watch the whole thing. You've got to go back yeah, and, I look go back it, and watch the whole thing. It, yeah. Because when you see how that end of the film was a mess, <laughs> that Coppola had to actually piece that together. Because all Brando did was improv <laughs> his stuff. There's one part where he's just sitting there shooting and he's doing this speech and you just see him like his eyes closed and he like goes, ah, I swallowed a bug and he swallowed a bug. You see the fly go right in his mouth. He swallows a bug. He's the best. He was the best. Um, the best. That's a, it, you know, it's not making my list, but everybody make money because I think a lot of people have seen it. No, not not Apocalypse, Hearts of Darkness. Oh, the documentary. If you guys want to see a movie about a, a director probably going close to a mental breakdown <laughs> that he created genius. Watch Hearts of Darkness, <laughs> and that's a film too that I watched Apocalypse Now when I was a, when I was fifteen, sixteen, and I hated it. It took me years to appreciate. Yeah, that film. it's a long movie. But color going back to color, color money, money real quick because I want to wrap it up. You've also got Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio in it. You got John Turturro in it. Yeah. Um, Forrest Whitaker, an early Forrest Whitaker. But that that was after Fast Times. Yeah, yes, it was, in Fast it was after well. Fast Times. Um, and it makes pool exciting. Yeah. Which uh, it, there's another thing that I've got coming up later, which makes another sport, sport exciting, but it's not best of the best. Is it? No, it's a terrible movie. You guys are best in the best. Luke, it's uh, go Tommy back. No, Tommy. No. Hmm. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it, go back and watch color or money. Yeah. High, high recommend. Yep. Here's when I, I could probably go out on a limb, not a limb. I, I'm, I'm very confident that not a lot of people saw this movie. This is one I suggested to you, and I actually had to go a few years ago to my public library 
to get it because I couldn't find it anywhere. It was on Netflix. It was on YouTube. Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I, I loved it. I don't think a lot of people have seen that movie. Tell people it's, what it's about. It's, um, you know, Brian Wilson. It goes back and forth. Paul Dano. Daniel, Paul Dano. Dano plays um, a young Brian Wilson, and John Cusack plays an older Brian Wilson as he's battling through his um, mental mental issues over years and how he was taken advantage of by this doctor. This is a true story by Dr. June, uh, Eugene Landy. And Brian Wilson says the film is actually very factual. It's a quote from he him. He participated in it. Yeah. I, I think he participated in that film. And I think Paul Dano does a better role than John Cusack. He does. Dano, I thought he was Brian Wilson yeah, for a while. Dano, I really did. Yeah, Dano does the part as a young Brian Wilson during Pet Sounds. And then John Cusack is the older one as he's really kind of, I guess, Nobody even heard about Brian Wilson anymore in the mid '80s, right? He was like, no, kinda, he was kind of faded out. Faded, yeah, faded out. At least. He wasn't doing anything with the Beach Boys when the Beach yeah. Boys had their resurgence in the '80s. He wasn't doing anything. It's very good. Um, it only grossed twenty-eight million bucks, like total. So that a, pe- lot, a lot of people, of people have seen not it. seen that movie. You've got, you've got Elizabeth Banks and yep. Paul Giamatti. And Paul Giamatti, and I definitely recommend. I think it's one of the. I, one of the best movies I've seen in the last decade. With, with one of the guy, with one of the off-the-shelf people, we're going to do music biopics in a couple that of weeks, and that actually was going to be one. Yeah. We'll mention it again, so we're not going to go, I won't I won't go too deep into and, it now. And that's kind of my thing with this. I didn't want to go too deep. I just want to like mention movies because I want the audience to go listen, to watch these movies. This is one to me that I, I think you have to go watch. This is a great movie. You know, we'll talk about that further, but I want to ask you just one quick, and we'll yep. touch on it further when everybody else is here. Do you think that Brian Wilson's troubles came from drugs, or do you think mm. it came from the abuse of the father? I'm sure. I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I think he's a genius, and I think some maybe some people they who have that type of intelligence they they border sometimes on mental issues. Maybe he was had a breakdown because of, I'm assuming there was a lot of pressure on him from the family, probably from the father, because he was a songwriter. He was a, a musical he was beaten, genius. And the kids were beaten. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe drugs played a part in it. Um, fame. You don't know. You don't, maybe he had early autism. No. I, I mean, it just seems like some of the stuff with pet sounds. Well, you know, and it says, you know, LSD, you know, he, didn't he say that, um, you know, LSD like really hurt, hurt him. I yeah, think. yeah, he did. But he didn't start doing that stuff until after Pet Sounds, if I'm correct. I don't, they don't show him really doing drug usage, making Pet Sounds. Yeah, I think it might have been after that. Yeah, because he didn't want to go on tour. And it's interesting. I think that's when, I think LSD might have screwed him up. You know, it's not, maybe it's not for everybody. You know, I know, I know they're using it now to help some people with mental, mental issues. And it's, I don't know, I'm not an expert. Do you ever know anybody who took it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not, you know, but no, yeah, I don't want there people. Names. A lot of people are using it uh, today um, in controlled environments. They think it's actually helping with some people who do have PTSD, things like that. There's well, actually been some research on it. Well, there was that movie Altered States where people where he they would go he would yeah. take shrooms and then go into. That's the, I'm sorry, it's not isolation. LSD. It's yeah, they're the using shrooms. the mushrooms, not the LSD. Sorry, and, and he would go into the uh, water tank, the right. isolation tank. Yeah, that's what I think people are using. Yeah, sorry, audience, not LSD, but the mushrooms. I got the two. Confused. That would freak me out. Yeah, but I think like some people, it does. I guess it helps. I don't know. I'm sure anything. You know, it's a natural thing, right? The mushrooms that they use. But yeah, I think Wilson says the LSD is what kind of messed them up. Love and Mercy is a really yeah. good title. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right. I, and like I said, I don't think many people have seen it. I, I don't think they have. I'm going to give you one in your wheelhouse right now. All right. Uh, Eight Men Out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, I, the yeah. one about the Chicago White Sox, yep. the Black Sox scandal. 19, was it 1919? Yep. The, they ruined the World Series. Yeah, the 1919 That was ruined baseball. Huh? They almost, almost ruined baseball. Almost ruined baseball. Um, it's John Sayles, um, critically acclaimed writer-director. Nobody's seen this film. It's got a great cast. Charlie Sheen is in it. Uh, David Strathairn is in it. Yeah. Um, and the, um, Michael Rooker's in it. Uh, Michael Lerner's in it. There's a, it's, it's just a cast full of people. Uh, and it's about the Chicago White Sox scandal uh, yep. where they fixed the World Series. Uh, Charlie Comiskey, the owner of the White Sox, was a notorious cheapskate. Yep. yep. He was a notorious cheapskate, didn't pay his players. When they won the title, uh, the division title, they get, he sent down champagne that was up in the press room. He sent it down. <laughs> it was warm and flat. 
down to the locker room. <laughs> this is how badly he treated his players. Didn't give the bonuses, found ways out of their bonuses that they were <laughs> entitled to. So what they did was they, uh, a few of them teamed up with some gamblers <laughs> yep. and were only going to fix a few games. And it kind of got out of hand after that. The bad thing about it was there were some players that did not cheat. Yeah. And everybody's guilty by association. John, yeah. John Cusack. John Cusack's another yep. one. And because he's one of the players that doesn't cheat. And everybody in that film got taken down. Shoeless Joe Jackson, yep. mm. who could have been one of the greatest players, an illiterate player. Yep. Couldn't read or write. And he's not Couldn't, in the Hall of Fame. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. Could okay. never play again. It, it, I got it, a lot of issues with Joe Jackson not in the Hall of Fame. A lot. Do you really? Yes, because there are a lot of people out there who did a lot worse than he did, and they're in there. But he took. He did take money. They they showed him taking money. And a lot of people have taken a lot of other things, and they're in the Hall of Fame. Like who? Who do you think is? I'm not going to. I'm not going into that. Nope. You won't give one name. Nope. I don't want to slander anybody, but there are people in that Hall of Fame, and they know who they are, who've done things, taken things to enhance their games, whether it was methamphetamines to stay awake, whether it was performance-enhancing drugs. fixing the game. That's not fixing the game? No, it's giving you an advantage. It's not fixing the game. This is changing outcomes of scores. And that probably still happens today. Oh, I'm sure it does. You know, I'm sure it does. Well. It's just like the argument about Pete Rose. Pete Rose yeah. didn't fix baseball. Did no. he bet on baseball? Yes. Put him in the damn Hall of Fame. Yep. Agreed. 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 I got one. I don't think a lot of people have seen 1980s Hollywood Nights. Newbound Turk. I love it. <laughs> it's like a, it's a slapstick, right? Just a bunch of kids. It's an all-rated American graffiti. Yes, exactly. It's an all-rated American graffiti. Robert Wall was Newbound Turk, Tony Danza, a young friend dresser, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was beautiful. And that, beautiful and Michelle Pfeiffer. It is a, it just so much slapstick and funniness in that movie. I, it's I this this is one audience, please go out and find Hollywood Nights. It's it's you know, there's not much <laughs> that you can say about it. Yeah, it, I don't want to ruin I do not want to ruin anything about this movie. Yeah, it's um it's a place called Tubby's Drive and it's closing. <laughs> yeah. And it's the car gang, it's the last night at Tubby's he's driving one of the guys is going off to war um it's you little son of a bitch oh, you can't yeah you can't uh, it's, it's just so much funny stuff it's it's it earns its r rating yes um and you're right a young fran drescher's in yes i forgot fran drescher tony dance yeah tony it, that's like was his first one of, that was his first movie because it was all a big deal because he was on taxi at the time oh yep. tony dance is in a movie um, yeah, Hollywood Nights. I'm with you. <laughs> all right, all right. I just something that's one of my made my list. Yeah, remember the remember the theme? Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence of, of Arabia. Arabia. Yep, he's an English guy. And what Newbound did with the, with the with the what? When he stole the kids, um, the band kid. He's he's playing the. Uh, oh, when he's playing it with it, he grabbed it with it. No, 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 oh. no, no. It's when he's he's. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. All right, no, we can't. We can't ruin it. He, when he, did, he steals the band jacket. <laughs> oh, I know what he, he pretends does. He's Dudley. Yeah, he pretends he's Dudley. That guy was hilarious. <laughs> all right, so got, check out Hollywood Nights. That's on right, there. I got another one. Um, James Conn and one of Michael. It was Michael Mann's first theatrical film, Thief. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. You haven't seen it? No. Kevin, I want you to watch it this all weekend. Right, I will. Um, he's a he's a thief. Okay. There's no other way to describe him. He's a thief who... James Conn? Yeah. Willie Nelson's in it. Okay. Tuesday Weld is in it. It's so intense. Those of you who have a good eye will find a very young Dennis Farina and a very young <laughs> William Peterson in I it. I love Dennis Farina. Oh, and he's, he doesn't have any dialogue. Uh, but you look at it and you say, oh, shit, that's Dennis Farina. I love Dennis Farina. Um, it's the end story of a thief who wants to... He wants to settle down. He wants a family. He wants a wife and he wants a child and makes a deal with the devil. Ah, oh, that's cool. That, that's yeah, the best it. way I can describe it. He makes a deal with the devil. All right. And it is in, intense. Michael Mann had a true thief was his, um, what do they call, uh, Kevin, what are they, uh, what? I'm losing my train of thought here. What I never saw it. I can't help it. When you have a specialist on a film, um, consultant. Consultant. Huh? Oh, jeez. 
can't believe I couldn't think of something. He was a consultant on the film, and they actually showed James Caan how you crack open safes. Oh, get out of here. How you break into safes and show that everything they do in the film is real time. I got to check it out. You've got to watch it. Do you have it on your Plex? Yep. Jim Belushi also in it, too, as well. Um, (laughs) Thief is one of my favorite films of the 80s, and it's a film nobody has seen. Oh, yeah, I got that. May be one of the ones uh, we may be talking about here, so that I may give uh, I a got, certain person. I got one that I watched last night. What's that? From Brian De Palma, written and directed. Are you going to say Blowout? Yep. You son of a bitch! It was on my list. Oh, really? It's, I, it's my favorite De Palma. Film. I watched it last night, and I audience. I, it, and again, I go. I've said this before. What Quentin made Tarantino. You watch it? I was like just. You know, just thinking like I was on YouTube and I was just because there's two movies I saw on YouTube, both made this list things I've never seen, and it, I looked up like film that was like like film noir, and it just it, it's up. in a small way it is it's it's more yeah. like about the Kennedy assassination though. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like really not the Kennedy uh, Chappaquiddick. Yeah, Chappaquiddick. It was really cool. John Travolta is a sound engineer, and he he captures this car crash into a, into water. And Brian De Palma, he's got to have his trains in there, his train stations in there. Uh, really a cool Lithgow, a very young Lithgow. John Lithgow is a serial killer. I don't want to give too much away, but I just saw it last night, actually. I watched that last night on YouTube. It's on YouTube. The whole film was on YouTube? Whole film, YouTube. Did you pay for it? You, no, no. <laughs> well, we don't condone it. It's probably a little, It's funny you said it because no, I just got the. movies on YouTube that. Are, oh, you can watch it for free with ads. No, there were no ads. Wow. There's a ton of movies on YouTube that I guess maybe they let the copyright lapse or someone put it up illegally. I don't know. But I, just I watched got, it. I, I loved just it. got the 4K of it. Oh, wow. And I, that's funny you said it because it's one of the next movies I was going to. Ah, so two, there we go. It's on both lists. Look at that. It is so it's good. It's cool. It's cool. The ending, like, I don't know. It was. Don't give it away. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to give it away. But Travolta was really good. It's, in his, that best movie. Perf- it's his best performance. And Brian De Palma is a great director. And he wrote it, too. It was you know, written and directed and by guy, Brian De Palma. This is a guy who did Scarface. He did Dress to Kill. He did Carlito's Way. Yep. Untouchables, right? Untouchables. Yeah. I think Blowout's his best film. I think Untouchables was better. You're just you. you, you are you blinded to it because of Connery? Probably. Yeah. And and De Niro. Yeah. And Dennis Farina's in Blowout. Dennis Farina, Nancy Allen. There's so many people in Blowout. Blowout is a cool, cool yeah, movie. So. People, I rise right, so right now, guys. It's still on YouTube. So just look up Blowout with John should we, Travolta. Should we maybe think about that for? That could be definitely one you tell the. Well, you know, yeah, from the shelf to watch. Yeah. I it was definitely cool. And the the beginning is so weird. You're like, at first second, I'm like, is this the right movie? It was like, but then it, it kind of like, oh, then it starts yeah, making faces yeah, yeah. where like, it's what the yeah, hell it, is It's this? like about a 15, 20 horror minute, movie or something. In 15, the beginning. 20 minute thing, and then oh, this is where it's going. Okay, where? No, that's what I said. 15, 20 minutes starting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is where it's going. Yep. Blowout, okay. definitely recommend. All these movies we recommend. So, Blowout, it's on YouTube, audience. Uh, another, don't pay for it. Another Hitchcockian type film uh, that a lot of people don't remember is Dead Calm. Oh, with the Nicole Kidman and, and her um, first, one of her first films and Sam Neill. Bill, is Billy Zane in that? Billy, Billy Zane, Zane, too. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a weird Small three character piece on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And. Two people get yeah. basically trapped with a lunatic. Yep, it is so intense. It it's edge of your seat. It's it's a quick ninety minutes, and you're done. Yeah, go and watch Dead. I don't want to give too much of it away again. Go and watch Deadcom. Yeah. I think yeah, the, 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 I like Deadcom. It was cool. It, it's a it's a total Hitchcock homage. Yeah. All right. I got a recent film here on my list. Um, twenty twenty one Cry Macho. I didn't see it. It's good. It's. I, it, I just had no interest in it. And I love Eastwood. Me too. That's why I watch it. And I thought it was really good. It's about um a, an old rodeo guy. Um, and he has to go. His his ranch boss tells him that if he can go into Mexico to, like, save his son who's with the mother down there. Um, really cool. I liked it. Um, yeah. Again, only grossed sixteen million dollars. Yeah. Well, it came out right at the. In mid twenty twenty one, came yeah. in the COVID run where theaters weren't reopened. Based yet. in the nineteen seventies, it was it was cool. I liked it. I, it was really really cool. Now, did you it. see the one prior to that, the Mule yet? Because I no, still I didn't. No, I, still, I haven't seen that. That's on my. And list I heard to watch. the Mule is actually better than Crime. Oh Macho, really? I gotta yeah. go watch it then. But so, Crime Macho is cool. 
do you know he just announced he's a new film he's doing? No. 94 years old is going to direct, or 90, what is it? How old is he? 92, 94? Clint Eastwood right now? Yeah, wow, he's got to be up there. Oh, he's in his 90s. I know that. And Warner Brothers. 92 years yeah, 92. old. Holy yeah, God he, bless him. He's got a, it's a courtroom thriller. God he's bless doing. him. And he gets all of his films under budget on time. They don't make him like him anymore. They don't. He's going to be. He's, uh, he's the, a legend. When he's gone, he's the last, the last, the last of the old guard. That's once it. he is gone, he's there. Yeah. So, Cry Macho, I liked it. Recommend it. All right. Um, I'm going to give you two Scorsese movies hand in hand. All right. This will, and this is like three Scorsese. Should I put? Because I've already done one Scorsese today. All right. The problem yeah. is, so many of Dude. Scorsese's movies have been overlooked. All right. What are they? After Hours and The King of Comedy. I don't think I've seen it. All right, After Hours is with, is with Griffin Dunn, mm. and he's a guy who is stuck in Manhattan and can't get home. <laughs> Surra- stuck in downtown Manhattan in the middle of the night with lunatics. All right. And he can't get home. That's, what, that's just the bottom line. He has no money. He can't get home. At one point, you want to say, dude, walk. Just walk home. You might not make it out of New York alive, especially no. today. But it's like a it's like a it's like a city nightmare. It's a <laughs> comedy nightmare. That's the best way I can describe it. So many people in the film: Griffin Dunn, Roseanne Arquette, Catherine O'Hara, Cheech and Chong, John Hurd. Um, it's so good. You, I can't believe you've never seen no. it for hours. Uh, Criterion's about to do a big disc release on it, a 4K in midsummer. It's supposed to come out. I'm going to get it right away. It's so good. After hours. The next one after that, King of Comedy. All right. That's um De Niro. Did you see it? No. And Jerry Lewis. De Niro plays basically think of Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver <laughs> as a wants to be a comedian. All right. The Joker, the movie The Joker, actually yeah, I want to see it. I saw it in the great yeah, movie. Joker. Yeah. Borrowed from the King of Comedy. Borrowed a lot of nuances from the King of Comedy, including making De Niro the host in the Joker. Um, it's about a guy who wants to be a comic so bad, and he's obsessed with the late night talk show host Jerry Langford, who's played by Jerry Lewis. I love Jerry Lewis, and gets so obsessed with it that he kidnaps him <laughs> in order so he could get on television to be a comedian. <laughs> it's great. I gotta check it out. Check it out, The King of Comedy. I, I think I have to take my next one off the list because it, it grossed a ton of money, so a lot of people saw it. But I gotta take it off. Which one? War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you can't put that yeah, on there. Yeah, I can't take that. But, that's, that's but you a, know what? It's, I guess like a lot of people I know haven't seen it. And I, keep I still haven't about seen it. it. Exactly. It's a cool movie. I, okay, so I'll go to another one of my YouTube finds here with a, a Charles Bronson film called Red Sun. It's a Western, isn't it? It's a Western with a samurai in it. It's pretty cool. It's about Charles Bronson. He's a you know a, a outlaw, and he's with this gang of outlaws, and they rob a train. I don't want to give too much away. Um, and the guy, the main bad bandit kind of steals an, a samurai sword. So the samurai goes around with Charles Bronson to get the samurai sword back. So it's a Western meets samurai movie. Very, very cool. Um, 1972. It's a YouTube, just, you know, Google is going YouTube hit red sun S U N picture. Wasn't a big hit. I know no, that. Cause I no. can, I, I have never seen it. Oh wow, it's cool. It's 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 short. It's good. Um, kind of campy, you know. Um, what's her name? Is it Ursula Andress? Is in it? She's in it. She's in it. Charles Bronson and then uh, Toshiro Mifune. Toshiro Mifune's in it. Yeah, he's the samurai. It's it's a oh, cool. Wow. It's a Western samurai. And actually, the if you're a video gamer out there, the cover of Red Dead Two, um, well, Red Dead was taken from a screen definite screen, screenshot from uh, Red Sun. Very cool movie. All right. So Red Sun is a yes. recommendation. Out yes. There. It's on YouTube. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> All right. My next, one, my next one is, um, I think it's 75 or 76, Bugsy Malone. Oh, yeah. Classic. There are so many people who I've talked to <laughs> who have never seen this movie. <laughs> Easiest way I can describe this, it's kids playing 1930s gangsters in a musical. Yeah, where first. none of the kids <laughs> sing. Paul Williams and a, several singers overdub all the kids' voices for the singing. The movie has no business working, and it does. <laughs> it, with Tommy guns, they're not shooting bullets. Yeah. They're shooting cream pies. <laughs> the music is great. Scott Bayo's in it. Jodie Foster's in it. Um, 
the the big kid from the TV show Fish is in it. Remember Fish? Yeah. The big kid from Fish is yep. in it. Kevin, I know you were a huge oh, Bugsy huge Malone fan. Grand Bugsy Malone. We still it. we still sing some of the songs. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, it on in the car one time when we were so trying. You want to be a boxer? So you want to be a boxer? Oh, Bugsy Malone is great. It's it, great. It's one of Alan Parker's first films. Uh, I've got an Alan Parker film I'm going to mention again next because it's another hidden gem of his that he did. Was a Paramount picture made no money. Yeah, you know how I actually discovered it. HBO. No, it was a co-feature when I was a kid and went with what the Bad News Bears. Oh, that's a great, on, a great on a, double on a, feature on a re-release. That's, a great. that's how I found Bugsy Malone. Well, oh, what a cool movie! Cool, cool Bugsy movie. Malone. Big recommend. Yes, um, I have um, a cartoon Japanese and going from my samurai uh, Grave of the Fire. Of the fireflies. Oh wait a minute! This sounds like a Sean thing you're pulling out here. No, have you ever have you ever seen it? it only grossed no. a half a million dollars, and and you've seen this? Yes, we had it on VHS. It's about two orphan kids at the end of World War II. Very very good movie. It's actually, um, you know, it's a major work in Japanese animations for anyone out there who's in Japanese anime. It's it's a great war film. It's about these two orphans surviving the the last days of World War II in Japan. Very, very good movie. Very deep movie. What year? Um, 1988. It was made. And you guys own this movie? Yeah. On VHS. How'd you find it? I don't know. Sean, I think, it found it. It was a Sean. I knew this was, So you think Sean, if Sean was here today? This he would definitely be on his list. So this is my homage to Sean. Because I think Sean showed it to me. And I, it's really, I really cool. I have never heard of this movie. Go watch it. Or This is why the Bucktooth Gremlins exist. We're here for you, yes, people. Yes, we're here for you to get your film knowledge expanded. You can help us out. But this is definitely a movie you must watch. If you are definitely a, a young person in anime and, you know, just that Japanese style of animation, very, very so cool. So it was mid-80s. Yeah, late 80s. And I'm not a big, and I will be open and honest, I don't know much about anime or the manga. This is, because I was big into, I guess as a kid, I love Voltron. And that was a, and that was kind of that style. But this is a little bit, it's different. It's just a really, really cool, cool And the name of it again? Movie. It's called The Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies. Yes, very cool movie. Okay. All right. I've got one here, and again, it's mid-70s. It's one of my favorite adventure films, and it gets no love anymore. John Huston's The Man Who Would Be King. I've never seen that one. That's another uh, one on my list. Kevin, put it up there with Thief. Yes. Please watch would, this I will. movie. I've watched everything that you've Sean said. Connery, Michael Caine. It's Hold Christopher on. Plummer. It's I have about, a vague recollection of that. That means I need to watch it again. It's about two scoundrels who one becomes a king by accident, I guess is the best way I can put it, uh, Go, who were just in it for the treasure. It's so I gotta watch it, man. It great. King. All right. It's you know it's um it's based on Ki- Roger Kipling. Oh yeah, I gotta watch it. Then. Yeah, I Christopher, gotta watch Christopher it. Plummer plays Roger Kipling in the film. I gotta check it out. I know so, I've heard it. A lot of people talk about such that. Such a I gotta see it. It's the scope of the movie. It's just such a great adventure film because uh, Houston also directed one of my other favorite adventure films, which is Treasure of the Armadre. Ah, uh, yeah, I was good. I seen that. This this is as good. Really? Connery and Kane were so great together. I wish they would have made more films because they were best friends in real life. Oh, wow. Uh, We've got a buddy of ours, uh, John Schwartz, uh, you know, that Sean and I have known for years. And Schwartz almost pitched a movie to Kane and Connery's people years ago where they were going to do a grumpy James, grumpy old men was big at the time. So Schwartz pitched to them Grumpy James Bond, uh-huh. where they would have played two crabby old secret agents who get have to come go back to work. And Kane loved it. Kane loved the idea. Connery loved the idea, but said he didn't want to do anything to inter- interfere with Bond. Uh-huh. And the project never got off the ground. Wow, that sucks. But man, it would be King, folks. Number this is probably number one to two on my list. Yeah, I will See watch it. that. I will definitely watch that. And this is another cartoon I have. I don't think a lot of people, because the box office only made $30 million. Iron Giant. A lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah, it's the gotten Iron love over the years. Over the years, I think, right. I think this is something that people watch. I thought it was, because I, it's like that 1950s, like, right? Outer space, you know, sci fi, UFO, um, et cetera, and this, you know, Cold War, really, you know. Um, and it, it's this giant alien robot. It's, it's really cool. And an interesting side note. 
to the Iron Giant in the beginning, um, uh, Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas voice the train conductors. Train really? Uh, the old Disney the old, the, Yep. The two guys from the original, original Disney's Nine Old Men. That makes sense because, you know, directed on it. Yeah, and he was, a, he was a huge fan of them. Yeah. yeah uh, those of you who don't know, Brad Bird, who yes. did The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2, yep. directed Iron Giant. And he was a huge fan of them, I guess. And they actually voiced the two, the two guys in the beginning of the cool film. And Vin Diesel's the voice of Vin Diesel, Iron yeah. yeah Vin Diesel, Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's in it, yeah. In, in it, too. It, it, it did not do well on Harry Connick Jr. No, it did not. I think this is a film that is kind of underground. It's like almost like a cult film yeah, now, The Iron Giant. So if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I liked Iron I Giant. I haven't watched it in a long time. I need to go back and revisit yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would like to you know, sit down. Have with you my, shown it to your kids? No, I actually think I might do that. I think my oldest guy would really like Yeah, I'm not Iron sure you're, you're youngest. No, I don't think no, she'd like it. No, I don't, think, I don't think my middle would do that. I think my older guy would appreciate it. Actually, I want to show them, um, especially my older guy, um, the, the first two Supermans. He'll like it. Yeah, with Christopher Reeve. He'll like yeah. one and two. Yes, I think he would because I think DC's coming out with new Superman stuff and it's going to be more like the Christopher Reeve. Superman. Do you think you think Gunn's going to go back to the old? I think that's what he said. My friend told me that. My friend at work. Was Supposedly, they said that they're not saying who it is, but they said that Gunn, they're going to the Lex Luthor well again, which is, which is fine. You, you got to go to Lex Luthor. That's the number one Superman villain. I get it. They said Gunn is talking, uh, Gunn has in mind the actor who he wants to play Lex Luthor, and it's somebody they said he's worked with several times. You think it's going to be Batista? No, no, no way. Who? I mean, yeah, I could see Batista actually being, I who? shouldn't say no, no, no way. It would be, Batista might be an interesting Lex Luthor, no? Yeah. But, I, but can you see Batista being smart? Actually... You know, it'd be a great. Lex it's got to be somebody who. I just thought of it. Who? Bradley Cooper. Shave his head bald. Wow, maybe that's it. Bradley Cooper's that rocket. Could be it. Bradley Cooper's Lex Luthor might be really, really cool. He might be a really. I'm thinking cool like Lex Brad, Luthor. You know what I'm thinking? Like Bradley Cooper, American Hustle. Bradley Cooper, bald. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like, kind of, if you're going back to like the Crystal Reeve type Lex Luthor, I think Bradley Cooper might be a pretty cool. That's pick. an interesting idea i think bradley cooper would be a great lex luthor wow yeah. that could be it see because they said it was a big actor so that the gone, school teacher i should have been a casting director yeah, that could be it because they said it was a big actor and you know who they're supposedly is in the running for superman uh mm -hmm. nicholas holt he was just in the renfield movie he's been in the x-men <laughs> yep. he he played, oh, the he young, played um he played the young um oh, not cyclops was he cyclops no uh the wolf the wolf guy Wolverine? No, no, the the blue uh, H Hank. Oh, Pim? No, not Hank Pim. The, 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 the guy, the, the guy mean, that Frazier, uh, the guy that Frazier played. I'm trying to look him up. I, uh, oh, I can, he was Beast. In, Beast. Beast. He's he's the young Beast, and he was also in um, the Man Max Fury Road. He, yeah, I could see him being Superman. Yeah, that's who they're talking about. Yeah, I could definitely see him being Superman. That, that's who they said is in the running. That's wow. Bradley, Bradley Cooper's Cooper. Lex Luthor, Kevin from the Bucktooth Gremlins. You heard it here if first. You call, man, if, you call, <laughs> if I call that, I might be psychic. It, you're psychic, and we're going to send that in. Holy <laughs> crap. Um, What's uh, today's date? <laughs> today, May 20th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. All right, here's another if one. If you listen to James Gunn, which you probably Brad, not, but he's Bradley probably Cooper's not. Lex Luthor. Bradley Cooper's Lex Luthor. Um, the next one I've got is the other Alan Parker film I was going to tell you about. It's Albert Finney and Diane Keaton. It's a movie about divorce called Shoot the Moon uh, yeah, and how it tears a, tears a father, mother, and the kids apart. It is Peter Weller's in it, Karen oh, Allen's okay. in it. It's a slow burn. It's a two-hour slow burn that gets into this really explosive ending, and it's just so at times uncomfortable to watch mm. and a lot of pain in it. The performances are incredible. It might be one of Diane Keaton's best performances. It certainly is one of Finney's best. It's a film nobody's seen. Um, go and watch Shoot the Moon. Okay. It's a great family drama. And it's another one that's up there for you to watch. I, I, this one is like people hated it, I think. I think maybe they expected more of it, but the assassination of Jesse James. 
I love it. By the coward Robert Ford. It's long, but yeah. I love it. I liked it. I, and it's, it's it was a bomb, though, right? In the oh, box office. It was a office? disaster. It, it didn't get a really a big release. Though. 15 million yeah. total. Cost 30 million to make. It was like one of Pitt's first produced films. Yeah, I really like that movie. You're right. It is long, it is drawn out. Um, but I, I thought it was really, really cool. Another, you know, one of the Western, you know, I liked it. I thought it was a very cool movie. Andrew, Do- was great. Andrew Dominic's the writer. Casey Affleck was great in that movie. I Casey think he Affleck's won, really right? Good in it. Didn't he win an award for it? No, he didn't. He was nominated, right? I don't know if he was. He won for Manchester by the Sea. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, he was. Okay. Yep. Didn't win, but I liked it. Wow. So he's a two-time Oscar nominee, Ben Affleck's brother? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah. I, go figure. I liked it. It was definitely a cool movie. I mean, I don't know if it's... 100% historically accurate, but I liked it. I thought it was a cool movie. Who else was in that? Oh, Jeremy Renner. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's in it, yeah. too? Yep. Charlie Ford. That's right. He's the other Ford brother. He, yeah, he was Casey Affleck's brother. You're kidding. Yep. Yeah. Frank James was Sam Shepard. I did not know that. You go back. That's one definitely audience. I know if you have a lot of time, maybe you do that in a couple of nights, like... Can't bang it out in two nights, do an hour one night and a couple of hours after that, you know, another night. I feel that's what I've been doing with movies lately. Watching them late at night? And then like doing half of it and then going back and watching the other half. All right. I got another one for you. All right. Um, let me go on this one. Yeah. 1991, I think it is. Matthew Broderick, Marlon Brando, The Freshman. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a great comedy. You don't think people have seen that, though? I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I don't know what the... About, you want me to give the, you another one? No, no, that's a good one. I just want to... Um, like, I thought a lot of people... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great comedy. It's Marlon Brando Brand, satirizing yeah. his, his Don Corleone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, directed by Andrew Bergman, who do, who did The In-Laws, who I think The In-Laws is still one of the greatest comedies ever made with Alan Arkin and Peter Falk. And it's about an NYU film student that gets sucked into a, gets sucked into a, into a, into a con scheme with, uh, with, um, yeah, only, with Brando. It only made 21 million. Yeah, it wasn't a hit. No. Penelope Ann Miller is in it. The movie is very funny. Yeah, it didn't do well at all. No, it wasn't. Wow. It wasn't a hit. No. But it's it's a very funny, sweet comedy. Recommended highly, The Freshman. Yeah. Here's a, uh, I guess a lot of people saw his it. I don't know. I have to take off. Frequency. With Jim Caviezel and Dennis I don't Clay. think a lot of people have seen it. If they do, they don't remember it. It did, six, did a lot, though. It almost did $70 million in, in 2000. You're kidding. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, oh, man, I just looked at the numbers. I didn't think. I, that was something I don't think a lot of people have seen. You know, Frequency about, um, you know, a, uh, it's a kind of, I guess, a sci-fi movie, right? It was? It was. I guess you would say it's science fiction, right? He's going back in time. His father's, you know, past, and he's trying. I don't want to give the, 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 the whole plot away, but... Um, you know the firefighter, right? The firefighter. He's a killed. firefighter. Yeah, and he's a firefighter talking to his his son, son through radio waves. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess the aurora borealis is happening, right? And he's able to. So I guess right. It would the, be. It's it's good. It's good. It's 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 okay. Yeah, but I liked it actually. Go back and I liked it a lot actually. Frequency. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think I've seen it once, and that's it. Oh no, I've seen them multiple times. I liked Frequency. Caviezel. Caviezel, yeah. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, Caviezel. Great. And, um, He's great in that movie. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Really somebody good. else is in that, too. I can't remember. Isn't uh, somebody the villain in that? No. Um, that's Sean Doyle. Andre Brow. No. no. Andre Brower's in it, yeah. Brower, yeah. Here's another one I'll give you from the 90s. What? Gross Point Blank. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like Gross Point John Blank. John Cusack cool. and Minnie Driver. Uh, Jeremy Piven, Dan Aykroyd. Yep. It's a hitman. Very simple. An 80s kid should love this, like a me. Hitman goes back to his high school reunion and is being stalked yeah. by other yeah, hitmen. Yeah, very cool. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Gross point blank. It's action and comedy. Film was a huge bomb when it came out. <laughs> it, but it was butt bombed? It, gross point blank was a bomb. Oh, wow. Gross point blank was a bomb, but go back and watch it. It's a lot of fun. All right, you got, cause I, I looked up the numbers on this, and I got another one I got to take off the list because it what did really it? well. Apocalypto. It did really, yeah, it was a, it was a big hit. It was 100, you could, you over $100 million. Could, it did though. do that much? Yeah. Apocalypto did, did really well in the box office. I didn't think really. it did that much. Yeah, $120 million. 
Apocalypse did I really well. I haven't seen it since. It's another long one movie. Time. It's two it, two hours and twenty minutes. I almost. saw it once and I still haven't seen it again. I've been tell, everybody's been telling me yeah, you like it. You have to go, go back, back and watch, and watch Apocalypse. Definitely, definitely. But I, I guess a lot of people did see it. But audience, that would be you know my last film for my list would be Apocalypse. But I guess a lot of people did see that. That's movie. your last title on the list. Yeah, I went through twelve. I had a lot of movies here. Um, Remember, I'm not trying. I'm just throwing stuff out because I don't want to ruin. Um, a lot of it. Apocalypto. It's a chase movie. Yeah, it's a. Two, it it's, really is. It's a two and a half hour chase. It's it's a it, directed by it, Mel Gibson. And it's subtitled, right? Yes, and it, it was a, you know about the Mayans. Yeah, very very cool. When did it take place though? Did they say when that film takes place? Yeah, prior to the arrival of the um, Spanish, so 1400s. Okay, I I guess I need to go back and watch it because again, that was another one I saw the first time and I didn't. I didn't fall in love with it. Yeah. And well, I've had just too many people lately tell me that I need to watch it. Yeah, very cool film. A little, little, little like tense, too, when you go when you watch it. Very intense. It really? Yeah, I thought it was like an intense movie apocalypse, though. All right, I'm going to give you one more, I, I guess, because if you don't have no more, I'm not going to sit here and just start rattling off titles. So I'll give you one more. Um, we went to, we're we're going to be at almost like 30 movies here for our audience to go yeah, watch. 20, you know? 24, 24 times. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last one I'm going to give out, and I know you're going to argue with me because I don't think you like the movie, is Searching for Bobby Fischer. I thought that was very popular. It wasn't. It, ah. take, take a look right now. Tell yeah, me what take, the, take a look what the domestic box office gross was. Searching, Searching for a Bobby Fischer is about a child who learns how to play chess just by watching people in Central Park play. Picks up the game right away and learns how to play and becomes a chess genius. Wow, it only made seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. The film a, was a bomb. A twelve million dollar budget. It lost four and a half million. It lost dollars. money. Wow. It is it's one of my favorite it's 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 one of my top you're gonna laugh, but it's one of my top thirty favorite films. Oh wow. You've got Joe Mantegna in it, Joan Allen, David um Ben Kingsley, Lawrence Fishburne. Wow. Those are your four principles. And all, and the kid, I think the kid's name was Max, Max Pomeranz. The kid is phenomenal. And for that movie to work, you had to have a great kid in it because the whole film is about him. And the kid is great. It makes chess exciting. I don't know <laughs> how it does it, but it makes chess exciting. It, it takes place in New York City. Um, well, the kid, his his career like ended. Yeah, he didn't do much after that. No, nope. you got you got William H Macy in it too. It's one of his first roles. Wow, he did nothing. One, two, five movies. Yep, Searching for Bobby Fischer uh, makes the top three of the ones I recommended today, uh, which is going to bring us to the next thing, Kevin, and that is what is that? We have um, we said we're going to have the off the shelf crew in here. Sometime at the end of June, beginning from of July. the shelf. He from messes the, it up every. Is it from the time. shelf? It's from the shelf. Well, why can't they call it off the shelf? It would be easier from the <laughs> shelf. I mean, all right. So from the shelf, they're going to be in here at the end of June, and we're going to record two episodes with them. We're going to record one with Anthony, who is like the animal maniac of the pod of their podcast. <laughs> you know, he sits there. He's always going crazy about everything. You know what? I gave him this week to watch. Right. Uh, I, I I was their fan. showgirls. Yeah, they were the they did Phantom of the Pervert. Opera. They, no, it's not a matter of being a pervert. I gave him a bad <laughs> movie to watch, a great bad movie. And Anthony watched it last night. And all I can tell you is, you people have got to listen this week when they do Showgirls because he is going to. He's not going to be a happy person. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but with Anthony, Anthony has a love of music. Yeah. Rock, especially rock music. So we're going to do music biopics with him. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be rock music, but we're going to do music biopics. Uh, with Annalise, we had a good success with her last time where Sean and you and I gave her yeah. six movies to watch. And we took it, you know, from movies that we loved when we were kids to see how so somebody would like it now. So... Kevin, we're going to do it again. Okay. What two movies... I've got Sean's list here, by the way, for right. what he's giving her. So what two movies are you giving her? Annalise, if you are listening, you are finding out now what you're going to get. As I mentioned earlier, Over the Top with Sylvester Stop Stallone. Stop it. Stop it. Number two, I'm going to a 
if she hasn't seen this, I'm not sure if she's seen this. Disney classic, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Huh. Yep. Those are my two. Where did you come up with 20,000 Leagues and why? I, I, re- I watched it a few months ago, and a month ago. I haven't seen it since I've been a kid. And I was like, wow, that's a really freaking good movie. That's a really good movie, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Really so you're good. giving her 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yep. And over the top. <sighs> going from one end to the other yep all right i am giving sean is giving her i went with that you know what because i was like it's a classic movie and they just don't make movies like that it's not i'm not i'm not gonna i don't want to yeah i don't want to spoil her good movie love it sean is giving her david fincher's fight club oh all right very cool pick which i think she's gonna have a tough time with we'll see uh and he's also giving her trying to influence her not trying to influence her and and he's gonna give her aliens Oh, all right. Very cool. I like so it. She so far now is Over the Top, <laughs> Aliens, Fight Club, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yep. So you know what I'm going to do? I am going to give her... I'm going to give her Heat. Michael Mann's Heat. Because I was going to do it last time and I didn't do it. You're making a face. No, 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 no. Heat's great. Heat's a freaking awesome oh, movie. I'm going to give her Michael Mann's Heat. But I shouldn't say that because I don't want to influence her. And you know what else I'm going to give her? I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give her Blowout. All right. What You're do you welcome. think? No? That's up to you. It's your list, No, no. I want to hear what you think. It's your list. I'm not saying anything. I'm not influencing anyone. I'm going to give her Blowout. There you go. So she's got to watch Blowout and she's got to watch Thief. So Blowout. No, you said Heat. Heat. Blowout, Heat. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Over the Top, yep, Classic and stone. Aliens, and Fight Club. So we're going to take those from a millennium kid. Yep. Uh, how she feels about those six movies. Annalise, you have got your homework assignment. You've got four weeks <laughs> till we record. <laughs> and then Anthony, just bring it down from, a t- from an 11 down to about a 7. I love it. And you'll be okay. What are we going to do next week, Kev? Should we do captains? Should we do captains next week, or should we do... Um, You've been dying to do fast food. Or should Actually, I think we should do Summer of 81 next week. Well, Summer of 81. Because we're starting to get into the summer films, and next week's Memorial Day weekend. That's right, it's Memorial Day weekend. I think we should do Summer of 81. Or maybe American war movies, maybe. Memorial Day, war films. Oh, you'll be up Sean's I know, yeah, yeah, he'll, wanna, yeah. he'll say he'll want to have been in every one of those movies. <laughs> and, you know, oh, after I saw that, I will we'll, we'll surprise you. We'll surprise you what we're going to do next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Oh, and Peter has to mention our sponsors because he got one opening up upstate it's soon. It's not opening until June 2nd. I got delayed. Uh, I got to do some maintenance uh, up there. So it is going to open June 2nd. It's going to open up with Spider-Verse. All right, cool. Yeah, that might be big. Yeah, Spider-Verse. And I think the other one's going to be the new Stephen King movie, Boogeyman. Uh, and then the following week, it's going to get um, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. And then a week after that, Flash and Elemental. Are you guys doing anything like um, classic movies or? Rocky Horror is coming back August 12th. It looks like we're going to have a couple of stars of the film there. Oh, uh, wow. But I don't have it confirmed yet, so I can't officially talk about it. Right. Uh, and Fright Fest will be um, Labor Day weekend where we do the all-night horror marathon. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, right, on June, June 2nd, 2nd? 3rd, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, uh, especially on the 3rd, you'll see... Kevin, Sean, myself scooting around. <laughs> um, Kevin, are you going to wear a Roosevelt shirt that day? No. You should because they got the Roosevelt's booth there. I'll, go to the, I'll visit the booth. But so if you see Mr. Morrow there, you're not going to want to have a Roosevelt shirt on? No. Kevin's not going to wear his Roosevelt shirt. Sean and I will probably be wearing a Roosevelt shirt. But we're going there for um, Philadelphia Fan, uh, Fan Expo, uh, which is their version of New York Comic Con. Yep. Uh, we're going to be meeting a couple of people. Uh, hey, Greg, Greg, uh, Sister- Greg Sistero. Greg yeah, I'm actually going to former guest, former guest, friend of the show. But uh, we'll be hanging out with him a bit, and uh, Hayden Christensen's going to be there. And we have to give a, a big, big shout out to the uh, the market in Philadelphia, the food uh, market. Reading, Reading Terminal Market. Yes, we might have to snap some pictures for the Reading Terminal Market. Maybe yeah. we can see if we can get the website debuted for that week. That we can get the pictures up there of. Sean's very excited for his big Amish breakfast. <laughs> and your um, your sons, sons are looking forward. Your to sons it. have never been to Philly, have they? Have I taken to Philly? No. Um, no, we've never been to Philly. No. 
Never been to Philly, so yeah. they're going to get a tenth of that Reading Terminal. The great thing about that Reading Terminal market, our hotel in the Reading Terminal market and the convention, are all one block. Maybe I'll drive past the Rocky House. No, you can't <laughs> anymore. No, you'll die. <laughs> nah. You can't. Once it comes sundown, the freaks are out. Uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do that shit during the day. I'll be all right. Um, thank you again, everybody, yes. for listening. Don't thank forget, you. if you like the podcast, write a four-star. Oh. And also, sorry to cut Pete off, but our... Uh, our other sponsor down in the beautiful state of Florida. Movies at Wellington? Yep. Wellington, Florida? Yep. Theaters, uh, theaters going, chugging along there. Chugging along in the beautiful but state of even, Florida. Even Free though, state of Florida. Even though it looks like Fast X shit to bed this week. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Like I said, I think people are getting burnt out on it. Maybe. I'm curious to see how The Little Mermaid does next week. I think it's going to underperform. There's a lot of people who think it won't. Uh, it's split right down the middle right now. I, I can't predict what that picture is going to be. I don't think that week. picture has legs. You you think it's just going to be one weekend and done? One and two weekends and done. I've heard Javier Bardem is terrible in it. Hey, that's right. I'm just thinking it's one and two. A lot of people, it's just not going to It'll be a curiosity thing, and then it'll be done. It's not going to be Top Gun or Mario. But no you're way. right. Spider-Verse should be strong. Spider-Verse should be strong. The first and, one the was fl- good. and the Flash is going to be good. The Flash, I think, is going to surprise people. I think it's going to be good. Everybody's going to want to see Michael Keaton. Yeah, I think Flash is going to be good. Yep. I really, really I, I do. I do, too. I'm worried about Indiana Jones, though. The reviews. Uh, I, 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 I want it to be good. Like so, I want so that I movie want to be, be so good. I do, and I, I think know. I'm. Gonna, I think I'm going to be angry, just like Crystal Skull. I know. I want it to be. They good. said, "Well, it got an eight-minute standing ovation. It can't." Oh, it, all right. It, no, no. Hold on. Harrison Ford got an eight-minute standing ovation because they've given standing ovations in Cannes to people who fart well. <laughs> um. The, I mean, some of the biggest pieces of garbage have gotten standing over. I just can. want it. I just want it to be good so badly. And I'm, I'm scared it's not. It's going like to. Uh, one of the greatest tri- trilogies ever. But you know what looks really good? The new Mission Impossible trailer came out, and it looks good. Mission Impossible is good. The, the series is good. Yeah. I know you enjoy it. Yeah, I do. So that's one you'll probably. Yeah, I'll probably to. check that out. And you're probably. Are you looking forward to Oppenheimer? Yes. I want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, IMAX, yep. full IMAX with the, you know, and I think I want to go see it in Manhattan because they're going to play it on the IMAX 70 millimeter film. It's not digital. Hopefully they do it justice. It's over Robert three hours. It's, it's three hours. Oof, it's a long one. It's three hours, but I've heard it's supposed to be real good. And also the, um, I want to see it. It's just not going to get any play is the, uh, I heard uh, the Jim Caviezel movie. About Which the, one? About um, Tim Ballard. You know who Tim Ballard is? No, who's Tim Ballard? He's uh, that, um, it's a, probably a pretty heavy movie, the Operation uh, Underground Railroad, where he goes after child traffickers. And that's coming out this summer? I, I believe it's um, from being produced by that Angel Studios. So it's a faith-based film. I don't know if it's faith-based. I just I think it was originally a Fox movie, and then when Disney took over Fox... They threw in the turnaround? They threw... Yeah, and they, got, and they had to... I think... I'm not, I don't want to do it justice. Um, it was, what's it called? Sounds of, Sound of Freedom. And when is that supposed to come out? It's oh, it's playing Regal, July third, July fourth weekend. So it comes it's going to play. 14th. Actually, it's going to be playing at the Regal Deer Park and Regal UA in Farmingdale. Well, so on Long the, Island. Here. So it's so it's getting releases. I may have to look it, to play it if it's a faith based film. It's, I don't know if it's faith based. It's about a, um, a I believe it's a true story uh, about child trafficking around the globe, and I think it's just a heavy when heavy. It, does subject. it take place now? Yeah, the guy Tim Ballard, I believe he's uh, he's a real guy. Um, you're gonna have to tell me this titling because I'm gonna have to look at it and see about sound, it, some of the sound films. of freedom. And you know what's um, crazy? There's a faith-based film out. It's a faith-based horror film out now called Nefarious. Mm-hmm. I played the picture two weeks late in a couple of our theaters. Mm-hmm. The picture cranks. It's a faith-based horror film about exorcism, I believe. I'm, th- I'm I think that there's there such is an a, audience, right? For it. I think there's such an audience, and you have a lot of actors and producers now and directors who are seeing the, that you can make movies with, if you're like a faith-based organization or you want to make a, a different type of film and not be beholden to the Hollywood producers and directors, and they're doing it. And I'm a big believer in competition is great. It brings out the best in people. It brings out the filmmakers, and the money will follow it. If you're making money, you can't, you can't turn away money, you know? And they're making good movies. Some of these studios, you know, they're making good stuff. They are. Um, and this, like I said, this faith-based stuff makes a lot of money. Well, it, it's interesting, though. Like, I don't know if it's faith-based. It's just a different type of movie. Well, I mean, Ben-Hur is faith-based. You know, the Ten Commandments is yeah. faith-based. You know, they are, like, they're faith. 
religious movies have always been around, except not since really The Passion of the Christ was probably the last and one. And everybody's still waiting for the sequel. There's supposed to be the sequel to it. I know. That Gibson's been saying, yeah, 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 sequel. You know? By the way, did you see Gibson announced a new movie? No. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is directing Mark Wahlberg in an action picture for Lionsgate. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it's a plane thriller. Oh, yeah. See, I think it's, you know, Hollywood, you, you can, you know, it's going to change. It's changing. People don't need the big studios anymore. They don't. They they don't. You need it for the marketing. Do you? You can go on Instagram. Well, all, all the nefarious has proven that. Right. You can go on Instagram. You can go on social media and promote your movie. Speaking of social media, for the podcast, make sure you like go on us. A po- right. You go on a podcast. Yeah. You know? Go on like, a podcast. Like us. Write a review, please. Out on iTunes, Stitcher, yep. Spotify, your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a review if you like it. The bigger the reviews, the better it helps get the word out yep. there. Um And we will be ready to see you all next week. Thank you all for listening. And remember, everybody, stay bucky. Thanks for your time, guys. Bye-bye. could have been anything that we wanted to be. And it's not too late to change. I'd be delighted to give it some thought. Maybe you'll agree that we really aren't two, three, four. We could have been anything that we wanted to be. Yes, that decision is ours. It's been decided where we could divide it. Let friendship double up our powers. Make you smile.